Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Hey guys, you're listening to Exit Peel. This is Jen and Julian, and this is episode 17. What up, guys? <laughs> wow, could you That's be it. I did a huge <laughs> any <flip>. nerdier? <laughs> what's up, what's up, what's up? What's up, guys? Hey, what's up? <laughs> this <Yeah>. is NPR. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, yeah, you guys missed, uh, obviously, because we weren't recording, but... Um, you know, we're trying to look for a song as an intro for our podcast. Yeah, and we want to like do some zhuzhing and like make a little nice intro for you guys and kind of <laughs> kind of set the mood. Yeah, and let me tell you, Jen set the mood right. Yeah, she picked this song and it's part of like an audio library because it sounded very similar to uh, a song that I had heard on my friend's playlist when my my uh, hair and makeup artist playlist in the morning. I'm like, I like that song. And this one sounded so close to it. I feel like that song was from Two Feet. That artist Two Feet. Could be. Yeah, because that's the exact sound. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an electric guitar, kind sort of. of. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. yeah. Yes, that's exactly. the yes, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one. Okay. Yeah. So I'm yeah, not it's crazy. Super sexy. No, no, it is a super song. Yeah. That, that, I was like, but anyway, she picked the song and it's called uh the name of the song, I guess it's called Sexy. Yeah, I was like looking sexy. up sexy, like a sexy little loungy playlist. You know, so Jen's like, oh, I like that one. Let's pick this one. Let's pick this one. And I'm hearing it. I was like, ah, I've, I've heard this song before. I just can't figure out where. And then it just hit me. And it's Miss Lexa's intro to all her porn videos. Of course you knew that. Yeah. Don't of ask me how I remember that. it. The uh, fact that you know that is so perverse. <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, no, but it's funny because I was like, it just hit me. I think, I think now for sure we should use it. We should use it. I mean, yeah, it's just like it's so rare to see porn video with like a little intro, you know, that I guess it just hit me. Oh, well, because it's free music. And also know? the music is free. Yeah. But it was just funny. And um, now everybody thinks I'm a perv who yeah. uh, watches uh-huh. Mitsubishi. And now every time day. I every time we start this podcast, I'm gonna have that in mind. <laughs> and you said, Oh, well, she's super hot. And I said, well, you can't even see her face. No, it's true. No, she has a very hot body, but in a porn porn star but way. But you like, can't see her we face. We can't see her face. It's true. She could be toothless for yeah, all we know. Yeah, I know. But somehow it adds to the mystery. Oh. <laughs> I vote toothless. Keeps, keeps, us, keeps us wondering. Yeah, okay. You know? it's Yeah, I don't know. It's true that I would like to see her face, but that's part of, I guess, why she's so popular. I'm Everybody's sure Everybody's wondering. Because it could be You can't neighbor. have it all, Julian. Maybe she's got a smoking hot body, but the face is... A little, a little, uh, a little busted, a little yeah. frying pan action. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. It can happen. Um, what are we talking about today? Because I'm over talking about uh, porn and me watching porn. So we are talking about a world that I'm pretty fascinated by. Yes, and that is the world of matchmaking. So this is when an actual person or a company uh, will match you with a potential date instead of using like an app or. Yeah. It's like a friend. It's, it's like, like the hitch. Movie it's like hitch. a real, yeah. It's like a real life hitch. Yeah, I think she calls herself a real life hitch. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, okay, so tell tell them who our guest is because you actually have been in contact with her. You kind of know her better than I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So her name's Talia. We'll bring her in uh, in a little bit. Um, and she and her is, last name is We Met, which is very French. So it's not like the We Met, like W E M E T. No, I think she has a great last name for a matchmaker. I know. So her her name her name is O U I, which is We, and then Met M E T. Mm-hmm. But then her business is We Met through Talia. Love that. And I think that's just if that's her real last name. I'm, I'm, She's that's, got a good that, thing That's going. what her Instagram is. I'm sure that's her last name. Yeah, uh, her real last name. But we'll actually ask her. Um, and yeah, I mean, I got connected through, through, a, a buddy of mine who lives in New York. She's a matchmaker in New York and, uh, you know, she's, de- she deals with like specific clientele and everything. And I can't wait to hear 
a little bit more about it, but have you ever used those services? I've never used a matchmaking service, no. Um, I've I've only done the apps, and then I've done like friend referrals. Yes, yeah, so I was going to ask. You've been set up on the date. I've been set. Uh, yeah, I think I've been set up a couple of times. Um, which I think is you know that's one of the most organic ways to meet. Um, because that person's already vetted by somebody who you trust. So I guess in this case, yeah, did it go the well? person is already vetted. You know, there's I'm sure there's like a background check that's done on the client and on the yeah. potential date. I also wonder what are your demands? Like, he's like, hi, this is what I want. Like, is like a grocery list? And she works with a higher end clientele. So. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure what that means. I'm not sure if that means that she brings on clients that meet a certain tax bracket. Or, yeah, I don't know, you know, we'll or they her. might have like these high powered jobs, but I'm really curious because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of wondering like how much of it is love and how much of it is, you know, mm -hmm. is like, the, um, to get a little McMansion. I don't know. Yeah. But you know, she, when I, the first call I got with her, she said that one of her clients was actually dying to try to be set up with you. Well, too little, too late, I yeah, guess. Yeah, a little too late. And I also want to know who this client is. Yeah, by the way. I don't know. She just probably won't say. Just out of just sheer curiosity, I wonder if she'll say. No, probably not. Oh, Com I'm sure there's some. What if she says it off camera? What if she says it like you know? Oh, maybe she'll yeah confidentially because it, it would obviously be funny it's if it's not like happening some 80 year old now. man. I'm sure it might be. I would be. I'd know? love that. I would not be surprised. Or like some dude with like a lot, of, a lot of old scary men looking for you know. <laughs> well, so when you've been set up, it worked. Uh. I'm trying to think of the, la of the last time that I got set up. I don't even, maybe I haven't been because unless it's happened so long ago that I forget. But you just said you have. So it's, you it's have. I, I feel like, oh, no, okay. Um, friends have tried, but it's never worked. Why? I don't know, man. I'm a sucker for a pretty face, right? So, like, I see them and I'm like, oh, he's busted. I don't care how much money he makes. I don't care, like, what, what oh, kind like of job he has. I don't really care how nice he is. You know what I mean? If I'm, you're not physically attracted to the person. It's a no for me, dog. I'm sorry. Yeah, I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. I, I agree. But so, so they would show you a picture. Yeah. Oh, what about a blind date? You know, no, I've never done that date? before. Yeah. That's actually kind of dangerous. I don't think I would do that. And then how are you going to meet up with the person at a what? At a bar and then you have to figure out what they're wearing or you have to figure out who they are? It's probably like when you, the same thing as when you like, uh, you know, sell something of Craigslist. It's like you don't know who you're meeting, but you both are here for the same thing. Mm. So it's kind of like you're looking around and you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it you? No, it's not. Okay. Yeah. And Craigslist, we all know how that sometimes turns out. Um, have you ever been set up? No. You've never gone in a blind? No, because my friends know I'm way too complicated. Yeah, I know that. I'm <laughs> way too complicated. I and uh, unfortunately, I have this like reputation not a reputation but like my my boys know that usually the first time i meet someone they all think i'm an asshole why is that i didn't think you were an asshole when i met you yeah um just because i only thought you were an asshole after i got to know you. oh <laughs> <laughs> i wish we had a sound system like mm -hmm. i know yeah we will for unfunny jokes we're still new um but no and also because i don't know like when when i get introduced to someone usually speaking i don't really care to get to know them and since i oh, you have my friends like so i'm not like super wait so when you <laughs> super i'm not super no 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 if i'm getting if somebody's like yo this girl is interested in you if i'm not then i'm cold if i am then i'll be warm and stuff but like, okay, generally well, there's speaking, nothing wrong with that i mean i feel like that's how a lot of people are why would you want to waste your you know there's not enough time in this life oh yeah to waste but also like generally speaking unless let's say you're, unless you're a dick to somebody when you first meet them if okay but that's what i that's what i was going to say so if like we go out in a group of friends and then you're like, hey, this is my friend Sarah. And I'm like, hi, hi, nice to meet you. But I don't really have it in me to generally go out of my way to get to know Sarah. Sarah yeah, Sarah, right? Sarah? Sarah. 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 You can't even pronounce names <laughs> right in your own hypothetical spice. situation. Exactly. <laughs> Start well. So because of that, like those people will be like, yeah, I mean, he seemed nice, but he didn't really talk to me. But if I meet you multiple times and I know I'm going to actually see you around, that's when I actually start to open them and get to know you. But if it's kind of okay. like, oh, you're here just for the night, eh, it's kind of like I, I'll say hi, I'll be nice. But usually you know I don't go You know one thing I do way. have to say about you, Julian, I have a bone to pick with you, oh. is that when we are out on the you know couple of occasions that we've gone out with a bunch of friends before, yeah. you are face down in your phone. That's not the true. The whole night. Dude, 
the whole that night. That is not true. I think the last time we went to Soho House is when I was like, is he even is he even here right now? That's like, not is true. he? Yes. My phone is always down, true. actually. Oh my God, never. <gasps> you lie. Okay, you can't You're even remember. Liar. You can't even remember if you were set up on a blend date. So why would I trust you <laughs> for remember that night we went to Soho House? Okay. <laughs> oh, I remember it. I remember it very oh, clearly. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 Julian. Mm-mm. Yes. I know for a fact because I keep track. I have the little thing on my on my phone that tells okay. me how long I spend on the phone. Screen time. Yeah. yeah how yeah. much screen time do you log uh, per week? Per week? No, I think it's per, uh, my my average is like four and a half hours, five hours. Oh, is it like per day? Yeah. Yeah, that's then average, right? Yeah. <laughs> Mine's way higher than that. Exactly. Yeah, but like I yeah, listen, I'm pregnant. I'm at home. I'm not doing anything. I don't have a life anymore. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, back but you're when also I, back when I didn't have back when I did have a life, I was killing it. Killing what, the game. what was your average? My the average was like maybe like a brown yours, like four hours, like th- you know, four hours a day. Okay. Which I guess is still too much. I mean, shit. do you have a stop on your uh, social media? Uh, no, but I have a reminder. I have a reminder of like for Instagram, for example, uh, how long I've been on, like a fifteen minute reminder. I usually hit that about six o'clock in the morning. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first thing you do. Literally the first thing I do. Yeah. But as my job calls for it, I have to stalk people on social media. Yeah, you kind of have to know all the gossip. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And and if you're doing research on somebody you're interviewing, you have to like, you have to look at what they're up to mm-hmm. in their lives. But nobody cares about that. That's boring. Yeah. Um, so you have your question too, because we have a few questions from the audience that we yeah, will we ask. Ha- Talia. Yeah, we have some questions that that uh, a few people slid into the DMs. Yeah. To ask us some questions for Talia. So. And let's go. Let's bring. Let's bring her in. Hi, Talia. Nice to actually meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. We're very excited about uh, about this episode because we have quite a few questions. We have a lot of questions from ourselves and then a lot of questions from the audience. Our we have audience. a few questions from the audience for you. Okay, so for those out there who don't know what a matchmaker is, tell us. <laughs> love this so yeah so i'm a matchmaker and a dating coach so i do both and i think they kind of go hand in hand so basically a matchmaker is someone that you hire to recruit on your behalf and to vet on your behalf so basically it's kind of like hiring um a full-time assistant that just vets for you so instead of you doing all the vetting on a dating app or doing all the vetting when you're on a date and you're just like trying to see if you're wasting your time or not, I do all that for you. So something as simple as you're Jewish and you want to make sure your partner's Jewish, I get all that stuff done in the upfront so that by the time my client and the match meet up for dinner, they already know that all their values are in alignment. It's just going to come down to chemistry. And so where wow. do you find your clients? Great question. Um, it's You know what? It's so interesting because I don't do any marketing. It's all referrals and I have three weddings this year and I have one person proposing this year. So I think that I've just built, you know, I've been doing this for 10 plus years. So I think after this much time, people just start talking like word of mouth. Um, but yeah, I just, people find me on Instagram or just through word of mouth. Okay. And so then how does that, um, you know, how does it work? Like, do they, do, do, are you on retainer with them until they find love? until they're actually happy with the partner and like when when do you know that you're done working with them like what's the sure great question so <laughs> when do i know i'm done working with them well when they find someone of course um yeah. <laughs> but on the flip side i actually have an interesting membership program because i worked for the largest matchmaking agency in the southeast and this is when i lived in atlanta georgia and i took some of the things i learned and then i made it my own when i started the company here in new york city and I actually only work with 10 people per year. So it's Wait. very, yeah, it's um, very exclusive, very elite. And it's, it's kind of one of those things where they pay a one-time fee membership and mm-hmm. they're a member for a year. And within that one-year membership, they get to leverage my network and meet people within my network. Do you guarantee uh, X amount of dates or is it just like it could be one or is there any type of guarantees or just kind of like, you know, we'll, we'll do everything we can love Julian. So I don't typically disclose the business model, okay. but I'll leave you with this. Yeah. I give them X amount of introductions. Um, 
and it, that equates to a ton of dates, right? Cause you get X amount of people. And then usually because I'm really good at my job, like I get it right the first couple times and then they end up going on several dates with that one person. So it's not really so much date focus. It's more of like how many people I give them per year. Okay. So, and then the, the people who you find to be matches for your clients, where do they come from? <laughs> Another great question. Um, so this is just, it's just my network. I'm always out and about. If there's any event in New York city or even in Miami, I got a last minute phone call in June actually. And they were like, Hey, there's a Bitcoin conference. And I booked a flight the next day, was down there for a week, just networking, growing my, my network because, Oh, I forgot to mention, I cover New York, London and Miami. So within oh, wow. those cities, Mm-hmm. And um, people are asking me to do LA and I'm like, I don't know, it's a lot, but we'll Good see. Luck. LA is hopeless, LA is hopeless. <laughs> We're hopeless out here. <laughs> I mean, I've heard some good and bad things, but, um, but yeah, so the network just continues to grow, but I've also been cultivating so many great quality people that I just have within my database and I keep in touch with everyone and so, yeah. Now, how, wait, like what, what um, when, you're, when you're out there, like let's say you're in London networking, and you meet 10 people, 10 potential matches, do you have a little checkpoint of like, ooh, this, I should have you in my network versus nah, I don't want you in my network versus yeah. Yeah, what's your, gonna, what's your criteria? So, you know, so like a little, yeah. you know, you can't um, that either. Well, here's the thing. When I'm networking, I'm always looking for quality people, just high vibrational people. And I'm really good at reading people within, I'd say, five, 10 minutes. And if I feel like they're just quality and they have good energy to them, then I'm going to add them anyways, just because I never know what kind of client I'll have. So it's just good to have them in case I, even if I don't have someone right now, that'd be a good fit. Maybe later on I do. Mm -hmm. But if, even let's say if this person is um, not single, or do you oh. have to know that they're mm -hmm. potentially looking for something? Mm -hmm. I typically don't add anyone that's not single just because I don't know. It feels a little. It gets messy. Yeah. It just sounds, it just no, feels maybe off. Single so now, but next year there will be. Or they're going through a divorce or they're separated or something. Yeah, but the, uh, no, you, don't, you need at least that's a year messy. to heal. That's too messy. It's too messy. But that's good then. So you have somebody in New York who's like, I would like a Jewish person from London. Then you, f you look into your data bank and then you mm -hmm. go like, oh, I got four potential. And. So when you're scouting for matches, like that's got to be kind of fun for you, right? Because that kind of means that you get to go out and you're, and you're socializing and you're looking for like quality people. I, it's the funnest job in the world. Actually, <laughs> funny story. I feel like I'm never not working in a way, but mm -hmm. in a, it is positive because it's fun. I was at the spa on Sunday having like a self-care day. Sometimes we all need those. And I was in the hot tub after my massage and I'm not kidding. There was this girl that walked into the hot tub and I immediately, I felt her energy was positive and she had this look like the type that one of my clients here in New York would adore. So I just started conversation with her. We became besties and I'm setting her up on Friday with my client. Wow. Oh, that's great. See, but you just like, never know. So then when you say, when yeah. you say you're looking for quality people, you're not mm -hmm. talking like socially or financially, you're talking more of a personality quality. Or, or yeah. does the finance of, yeah. or the situation in terms of where they are socially, does that matter as well? Because yeah. we also have to talk about the type of clients that you have. You, you don't deal with every single person, right? So here's the thing. I, I don't, it's not based on status whatsoever at no. all. It's based on their heart and their soul and their energy. If mm -hmm. I feel like they have the look and they also have like just good energy, I can tell they're a good person, then... I will take them on in my database, right? And then I'll vet them, you know, I'll do an, I'll schedule an actual interview and I'll just make sure like, okay, this is her religion, this is her political view. These are the eight hobbies that she enjoys. These are all the things that make her who she is. These are the five things that her best friends would say character wise. So right. I really get to like dive in deep. And then once I have their profile, they're saved and then I can keep them in mind for a client. Well, That's listen, I'm going to play devil's crazy. advocate for just a second because I know <laughs> a couple of friends of mine who've worked with matchmakers and it gets a little pricey only oh. because you're hiring someone to, to go and look that, yeah. for you. And it's a, mm -hmm. it's a dedicated service. So you can't, you can't. Yeah. It's not everybody can't who can broke. afford it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't I, be broke to work with me. That's for sure. It, yeah. it, it just blows my mind mm -hmm. that for you to find love, you have to have an interview with someone. 
you know. But then when you really think about it, when you're setting up your profile on a dating app, you're pretty much doing that yourself. Yeah. You're putting your religious belief if you want kids, what's your mm-hmm. ethnicity, you know, just little things about your personality. It's so. almost like having an agent go and look. No, no it's like you're having an <laughs> agent. Which, you know, both of us are like in the entertainment industry, yeah. so we know right. what it's like to work with agents and they could be very helpful and they basically do all that work for you, like <laughs> the negotiating, the, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, here's the right match for this job. Um, and so for your for your part of it, this is what you do. You go out and find the right person who could potentially meet that your client's needs. 100%. It's exactly like that. And I will say, yes, it's very pricey. I mean, again, I only work with 10 people per year. So these memberships are very expensive. So I'm sure one can assume my clientele is a certain type of clientele. Sure. Um, but I did that only because when I worked at the largest agency, I had to work with everyone and I got to really figure out who do I work with best? Who understands my style of communication? Whose lifestyles do I understand best? So I was able to kind of just figure it out working for someone else. And then when I started my own, that's when I picked a niche. Yes. Are they mostly men or women who are your clients? Would you say? So I specialize working with men. So I only have male clients. Got do it. you feel like it is because I know, you, you know, you said you're dating coach. And I always think that the best, and this is kind of why we started this podcast. It was like, if I have questions about dating, I shouldn't ask my boy. I should ask a girl because a girl mm-hmm. knows how other girls think. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like it's easier for you to give or at least more suited for you to give dating advice to men? Because as a woman, you understand how to approach possibly another woman. 110%. You nailed it on the hammer. And I say that because... I found out when I worked with men and women of all ages, I was like, hmm, interesting that the men that work with me get the best results and they listen. And when I was working with the women, they weren't listening to me. They didn't trust because they're like, well, you're not a man. What do you know? Mm -hmm. And so I found it to be clear as day that I needed to pick a niche and I needed to work with people that trusted the process, you know? So I do think that there's something to be said about working with the opposite sex and actually, you know, Matthew Hussey is one of the big top dogs in my industry. Yeah, He's the best. He's the best. Um, So Matthew only works with women. And there's a couple other coaches, same thing. They work with the opposite sex for that exact reason. So I'm wondering when you are out finding matches for your clients, how often does success or money come into the equation when you're talking, when you're, when you're pitching, you know, these, these individuals? Or do you always have one person in mind for them? Or is it just kind of general? I'm going to find these women who are charismatic. They might have some kind of magnetism to them. I see what you mean. You mean like, does any of your client have specific social requirements? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like if one of your clients like, hey, I want a girl, I like, I would like a woman that's this, 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 but does, do they care if they make, if they're rich, they care if they're Or if their jobs are equally as demanding. yeah. Yeah. So every single client has very different requirements, right? Mm -hmm. Every client has their own type, right? And they know themselves and they're like, this is what works best for me because of my schedule. So it just depends on the client. And that's why whenever I am on, before I onboard a client, I always interview them three times. I do three consultations to just make certain that I can help them and to make sure that like whatever they're looking for, I have it within my network. If -hmm. somebody comes to me and they say, Hey, I want an influencer that doesn't have a real job that just has like 1.7 million followers. And that's her full-time gig. I'll be honest with them and say, that's not my network. And that's that's just the truth. So on Raya for this, (laughs) (laughs) there's a million influencers on Raya. Okay. I see what you mean. Do you ever uh, also refuse a client as like if he's willing to pay the fee, but if you just feel like, nah, you know, I don't like your vibe or like if it's like a a rich or yeah, either it's like some rich son of a like very successful older lawyer and you just never done anything. Like, do you also, I'm sure you have also criteria. It's not all about the money. It's actually, none of it's about the money. Um, It's, it's actually about intuition. So I tap into it. I just feel it out. And whenever my gut says, don't take on this client, this will not end well for you. I always listen to that. And 
there's just, I'm so grateful for that intuition piece and I get it from my mom. And mm. let me tell you, it has saved me so many times. I have turned down clients and I've been really happy that I've done that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you study, uh, is there a study feel like when you go to, did you have to study Maybe. a relationship or how has that worked? How do you become a matchmaker? Or you just, life experience. You're just born for it. Just born for it. So mm-hmm. no, it's, it's kind of just being a natural born connector. It's when, yeah. when you meet someone, you're immediately like, oh my God, you should meet so-and-so because they're also looking to fill that role with their company and you're looking for that. So let me just connect you guys. It's not, I connect people all day, every day, not just for love, but also helping people find jobs. I got like 22 people jobs last year during COVID because they either got fired or got let go or what have you. And I was just able to leverage my network. And I was like, wait, who do I know? That's like, da, 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 da. And that's just how my brain works, which is why I one day realized I could monetize this and I left the tech space to do this full time. So I'm sure you, so you only work with 10 clients a year. Is that your cap? Mm-hmm. That's, that's your limit? Cap. Girl, think um, about it. You have a wait list? Love lives plus mine. That's 11 loves. Li- that's more yes, than enough to handle. <laughs> more than enough for a full time job. Yeah. You're probably a pro at your own love life though. To help others and just with you, it's different. So I am recently single. Um, okay. I'd like to think that I'm really good at vetting for myself just because I follow, I follow my own process, right? So I try to make sure that if I'm on a date with someone, if we don't have the same values, if we don't have the same religious beliefs, political beliefs, and what have you, then it's not worth my time. Even if there's insane good chemistry and I want to so bad try to find a way to make it work, I've just learned it never works. So, so okay, mm-hmm. so that actually could lead to a, a, yeah, an, no. an, an, <laughs> an unwritten question that we had. Oh no. What are the main important pillars for for a relationship to work? What have oh. you found that is like let's say four that are like okay, four things mm-hmm. in your experience to work? Great question. Yeah. So the things that really make it count. And I'm writing a book right now and I'm, I'm not ready to publish it yet, but I actually cover that in one of the chapters. So I'm, I'm okay. excited to share this with you. Perfect. It's trust, communication, values, bottom line. If you guys agree on, if you guys have the same religious beliefs, whatever that is, whether you're Jewish, you're Christian, you're you know, Greek Orthodox, whatever it is, um, and you also agree on political views because we all know that during we had that election and all of a sudden these couples, it started to get really crazy in the households. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you have to think about those things because when you're raising, if you decide to have kids with someone, but your core values aren't the same about having a gun in the household or all these things that we don't think about later down the road, it becomes a problem. Yeah. Taking your kids mm-hmm. to church is that is religion something you want to introduce in the household? Period. Right. Um, no, that those are those are great cornerstones yeah. for a lasting. So is so but you for have- lasting too. Sorry, Rick, but I remember hearing uh, someone say that. Also, yeah, there was four main things about like how to make an actual relationship work long term, mm-hmm. and one of them was um, oh yeah, both have to have their own lives. That was one. Then the other one, and it's not, it has nothing to do with matchmaking, but I'm just like piggybacking on this. And then the, one of them was like having a common um, activity. So like a common project. Yeah. Apparently, okay. like building a house together, growing a business together, apparently also was, uh, you know, very important. I'm not sure you have to have a common project, but I do, I do agree that, well, the best relationships I've ever had have been built on almost over communicating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because because here's what happens. Like when, when you're not talking, your brain fills in those silences and the gaps in communication. And it typically, if you're not in a good place, it's going to fill it with the worst of the worst. So you're going to think, is this, is he upset at me? You know, is something wrong? Is it something with us? And that can, that can snowball into uh, something that becomes beyond a conversation at that point. Yeah. Sure. Um, Okay, another question then that we have for you. No, so um, when you're when you're out, and this is like for, for people who are single and maybe they're looking to meet somebody on their own. Um, what's the best way to do that? And I'll give you a, I'll give you a scenario. <laughs> sure. A- okay. Oh yeah, let's let's do a little role play. Yeah, you're at a gym, uh, and you know this is typically a place where people want to be left alone. Mm-hmm. So. so- 
kind of a dicey situation, but you might see somebody, you know, across the, across the gym that you're attracted to. And maybe you're like, you, you don't know the best way to, to go up there and approach them, especially if they're, if they have like headphones on yeah. and clearly they're into what they're doing. So how do you, yeah, without, you without you spilling all your magic, because we don't want you to give, you know, obviously advice for free, but, <laughs> um, I posted a story about that asking like that question and i got like three people that says never approach someone at the gym <laughs> but what if you have your one of your clients says listen there's this woman and i see her at my gym every day at 8 a.m we're there together and i, I i'm dying to go on a date with her I, should i go and if i should what should i you know are you able to answer that without <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm just thinking there's such a better scenario where I can really help someone if you're uh, at a restaurant. Okay. Um, but to answer the gym, if you, a lot of people really do like to be left alone, just it's like their self-care time. So yeah. they're so focused and they have their music playing. But if you really want to try it, I think the best approach is just walk over there with your A-game confidence, like really have some like pep talk with yourself and be like, you got this. Even if she doesn't like you, it's all good. Just go over there, you know, better than nothing. So walk over there with confidence and just say, Hey, do you mind if I hop in on that set? Like, just ask, like, if you can do alternative, like I've had a guy do that to me. So I was doing, you know, deadlifts or whatever. And then he did one set and I was able to take my break and we switched. And then at the very end, I was about to walk away and he was like, by the way, are you single? And I was like, actually I am. And he was like, Oh, I'd love to take you out sometime. And I was like, I'd, I'd love that. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, okay, but you gotta pick your exercise though, because if you're like doing glute bridges or something, in the right, gym, right, <laughs> you're killing weird. yourself on the on the treadmill. Like no, that's yeah. a no. That's absolutely. So pick a, it up. What about mm -hmm. what about you know? It's like it's always like either people say be slick about it and just be like, oh, you're gonna use this, and then you grab the piece and you're like, oh, by the way, what's your name? And nah, nah, nah. is that a better approach than just going straight up there? Is like, listen, I'm sorry, I don't want to bother you too much. I just think you're extremely pretty. And I would like to know if you have a boyfriend. I think that works too. I mean, it's, it depends on your level of confidence, right? If you go in there with your A game and if some guy did that to me and they were so confident and I found them very yeah. attractive, then be like, yeah, let we, I can stop for a second. Sure. You know, so it, that's a good approach too. But, but then, I think the best one in a restaurant is really good. Okay. Let's do the restaurant. Okay. So if you are at the restaurant and you are a, which one do you want to be? Do you want the male role or the female role? Okay. I'll be the male and I'm trying to get Jen's number. Okay. So am if I you were alone or am I sitting with my friends and she's with her group Ooh, that's of friends? a good question. Yeah. I'm with my friends You're because I don't, friends. I don't go to restaurants by uh, myself. That's even scarier as a dude. To I go was yeah. about to say, okay, I'm actually going to flip the dice because I think that women struggle with this the most. Okay. Um, so if you are listening to this right now and you are a female and you are single and you go to a restaurant, make sure that either you go sit at the restaurant bar by yourself or you go there with a girlfriend, just one, not more than one. If you're okay. going to go there by yourself, make that bartender your best friend. Like they need to be looking out for you. You know, they need to be able to read you. If you, some creep comes over, become best friends, with the bartender always. So oh, you're at this great advice. Mm-hmm. Always. So go to the bar and become friends with the bartender. And then if you see a guy walk in and you're, and this happens all the time, right? I mean, I'm sure you know, and you're like, God, I wish he'd come over here and say something. Guess what? 90% of communication is nonverbal. So reel him in with your eyes and your smile. And there's, I have this thing called the three second stare. So <laughs> just lock eyes with him and then raise your eyebrows, kind of grin, and then look away. And wait three seconds, right? As you're doing it, give it three seconds so that he knows you're looking at him. Now, according to studies, it takes five tries for a guy to finally realize it's for him. Yeah, so we're I clueless. completely guys are completely <laughs> clueless, right? Oblivious. Yeah. Completely oblivious. So at least it's literally it's scientifically proven that it takes at least five tries. So don't give up after the first time. If you like lock eyes with him and then you wait three seconds, you grin, whatever, and then he doesn't come over, don't be surprised. It usually takes five times. Wow. You got to do it like five times back to back. Do we do it like, do you wait five minutes between each time or you I just have to do it Five times back to back, that's <laughs> a little creepy. <laughs> I was about to say, space it out a little bit, but really try to like send that energy to him. <laughs> also, I feel, I feel like, 
you as a girl at the bar alone and you make best friends with the bartender, there's also a 90% chance the bartender Bartender's will gonna gonna ask you out. Too. He's yeah. going to ask you yeah. out. No, but that's why you let him know what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, like you I'm have to let him know what you're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, like, like, hey, I'm here to look for someone or I'm here to... So just let him know, like, hey, just so you know, like, get to know him first personally so he doesn't, you know, like, just have, like, small talk and then yeah. be like, by the way, there might be a guy that comes in that I kind of want to chit-chat with, but if he gets creepy, can I just, like, give you the look so you can come and interfere? And bartenders love getting involved. They get, it, yeah. like, it keeps them occupied during their shift. So they're like, oh, yeah, if you give me the, you know, I'll come over there and save you. You know, they, they want to yeah. be involved. Now, what happens if there's, oh, but that is somebody that walks in the bar, but. Um, what mm -hmm. if no one walks in, then you just try another night. Then you go to a different bar. You go to a different bar. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't like the whole, okay. Now I've never been a fan of going out by myself because it's like the wounded gazelle theory, you know? <laughs> Please enlighten us. <laughs> Please tell us. That you just made up. <laughs> no, I did not make this up. It's a legit thing. So guys, they, they'll look for that like wounded gazelle to go and prey on. <laughs> Okay. This is somebody who they think has maybe had too much to drink or they're like in a vulnerable state. They're by themselves, easy pickings. They'll go up and they'll, they'll approach and they'll try. That's why I like her idea with the make friends of the bartender because he's going to have your back. Okay. You know? But then you he's can do it. Security you, at that point. You can do it with your girlfriend too. Then you said. Yeah. If you yeah. have a girlfriend there, that's fine. Just remember that if you have a girlfriend there, you're more intimidating to come up to. But if you're, yeah. If you're, you know, a lonely gazelle at the bar, then you're it's so much less intimidating for a guy. And I'm sure you can relate to that because you're a guy. And so you know how it is like going up to girls. If she's by herself, it's so much less intimidating if she if you get rejected. If she's by herself. Wait, 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 wait. We missed an yeah. important part here. You yeah. don't. Why do you not? You I don't, I don't know. I've, girls? I've never I've honestly mm -hmm. probably I've probably approached two girls in my life. Why? I don't know. Or do you I, get nervous? I just. To me, approaching a girl when you don't know her has always come off as something douchey. And, and because of, in a way, how I look, I always try to stay away from being a douche. So, well, do you think it, you look like a douche? Yeah. Don't I look like I think if someone like you approached me at a bar, I'd be like, hi, I'll talk to you for the rest of yeah, the evening. Yeah, I guess like, no I guess, problem. No, I, Right. Success rate's going to be about like a 98 to 99%. Yeah, no, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I get it. I mean, but it's funny because one day I was, I remember I was training at Gold's Gym like a few years ago and there's this girl that was training and we ended up constantly like training somewhat next to each other for some reasons. Like our exercises were somewhat one another. And I was like, man, she's just really cute. She's really cute. And uh, I was on the machine. She was done. She came straight up to me and she was like, hey, um, would you like to go grab a drink sometime? And I was like, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and props to her. I, I was, That's I a remember, bold move. I know it was a bold Woo. move. I loved it. Yeah. I, you know, I remember telling my friends, it's like, oh my God, I got approached. It feels amazing. Yeah. You know? Mm. Was, I mean, I think I think that's like a boy, I admire women who are willing to approach men. That's like have my you biggest, ever approached a man? No. Why? No. Because my biggest fear is rejection. I can't. But I don't think any guy I would just... reject a girl. You see, I feel like a guy, even if he was not, if he weren't down for the girl, he'd still be nicer about it. Some girls can be cruel. I'd be like, uh, no, no, thank you. Bye. Oh, yeah, no, and I can just see like, that. Oh. There's an intimidation on both sides. I yeah. don't think we should, you know, say that it's easier for a man to approach a woman. It just typically has always been up to the, at least where I come from, uh, has always been up to the guy. But so I then, you, Talia, yeah. what you're saying is as a woman at the bar, you need to create the opportunity for him to come. Mm -hmm. But do you recommend her to go to the man that she likes? Absolutely not. No. No. Why? Where, no. no. Where That's I come from, I am so old school. The men are the hunters. Yeah. And if he's not willing to put in that work and hunt, bye. Okay, that's, but that's so, exactly it. so I get, okay, mm -hmm. sure. like, for example, look at me, <laughs> I love a girl that, that's outgoing and actually wants to take what, uh, what she wants. I know, but we don't know that off the bat. So we rely on traditional kind of rules of, mm -hmm. of society, you know, which is the guy should approach. And if he does, if he's not approaching, 
to me, that's a sign that he's just not interested. And I'm definitely not going to approach him if he's not coming up to me. But Especially both. if you're like eyeballing him and you're like, you know, oh, like you're doing the whole thing and he still won't come up. It's like, okay, he must be taken. <laughs> but what if, what if the guy, what if the guy uh, sees a girl at the bar and he's not receiving a three second eye look, but he still wants to approach her? Then he should do that. He should put on his confidence hat and be the hunter and yeah. go for and, it. And just go for it. Yeah. But, but you know, okay, but can you understand that as a guy, the amount of times that I hear girls like, oh my God, this creep came to talk to me at the bar. Sure. The guy thought he was being smooth. He's probably like, oh, hell yeah, I'm a hunt this gazelle right now. And I'm going to close and I'm going to grab the number. And the girl's like, ew, creep. So well, how do we know? Here, okay, here's the thing. Like I, every single time a lone man has approached me and my girls, like, because I usually go out with like maybe two or three at a time. If, if one guy approaches me when I'm with my girlfriends, at the very least, I'm going to entertain the conversation because I think it's freaking fascinating that the fact that this guy will mm-hmm. break protocol, go over, mm-hmm. like, you know, swallow yeah. his pride, swallow his fears and like go over and approach because that is an intimidating situation to walk into. Yeah. So I will at least give him the respect of, you know, you, a conversation. You know what I think it is? Mm-hmm. I think if you're attractive, you're labeled as ballsy. And if you're somewhat not attractive, you're labeled as a creep. That's also a part of it too. No? Yeah, and I also think that if it is also, the, I think the creep category really comes in there when you don't catch the social cues that someone's not interested and you stick around for too long. Okay. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, nobody likes a lingerer. Yeah. Absolutely. No. What do you think is like the good amount of time to like dip in, dip out? Like what are some of those cues that maybe the men who are listening should pay attention to body language. Again, 90% of communication is nonverbal. So look, the first thing I would say is look to see if she squares up to you. Does she do, does she square up to you shoulder to facing shoulder, shoulder, or does she just completely just turn her head and she's just like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. That means she's not interested. Like just go walk. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. But if she squares up to you, good sign. If she, even if her feet open up another good sign, um, does she ask you a question in return? Another yeah. good sign. Yeah. You know, it really comes down to the social cues. I was always, I was always told as a guy to wait for the woman. If as a guy you approach, wait for her to ask, what's your name? And if she asks, what's your name? That's a sign that she's interested. Oh God. But here's was the that thing. wrong? There we go. Look at Tiger's face. That is know. wrong advice. I've, right I've, I've definitely had a couple of drinks and I just like, go out and I'm having a good time and I just do it for fun. Oh, like, I'll, okay. so what's your name? What's your story? You know what I mean? Like, and I just like the entertainment value of it all. I don't mm-hmm. know. If, like, Same. I, yes, exactly. Okay. So that means so you nothing. can't really relate. <laughs> so we basically as men have to read unwritten cues. It's tough. That are That's just why body we need matchmakers. And that are, that are, that are yes. different. <laughs> per person and we have to make sure that you stare at us for about three seconds five times in a row and that's our cue this is a hey, lot that's based on that is based on science i believe that i absolutely believe, oh, I believe that. it too but it's a lot i mean some guys no some guys pick up on it in the first one there are guys that are very intuitive and yeah. they're just they put in a lot of self-work and they know they can feel the energy pull because they're on that level of vibration and mm-hmm. they know when a girl's trying to like reel them in and they'll just go over there and say, you know, uh, I don't know if, anything, if, but if like they go up to them, does it matter how you open? I think as long as you bring confidence and you don't use a cheesy pickup line, oh, then you're good. Just, questions. just be, what, just yeah. be you, just what's be the you. Worst? Be what's confident. the worst and what's the best pickup line you've heard of? <laughs> The worst one and the best one that you've ever have you ever heard one? No, I mean honestly, like I get so many a day that I can't. Nothing really draws my attention. Of like, I can't think of one that I'm like, oh, that was horrible, or like that was, that the, was best really mm-hmm. I can tell the best one. I just know yeah. that I that I actually fell for, and I went on a date with this guy, and it was fun. Um, it was me and my friends, uh, my girlfriend, and we were sitting like uh, near a corner, and there was a, a table like in between us. And this, or a seat in between us, and this guy comes up and he said, Is this seat taken? And it was the seat right in between us. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, That's great. That's good hilarious. for you. Very yeah. smart. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Did you know that you, you ever heard of game 
you know, the pickup artist, all that stuff. That oh, was like yeah, a big yeah. show, like I think about 10 years ago. Yeah, the negatives. Yeah, all the negatives, negatives, the negatives, yeah. all that stuff. But I remember they had a whole section with just pickup lines. Yeah. And it was just like simple stuff. Like you go up to the, it's like, did you happen? What happened? Out? Like, did you, did you see what happened outside? And the girl's like, oh my God, no, what happened? You make some bullshit. And you're like, okay, but anyways, there. Yeah. And then you just, you just started a conversation with nothing. And now you're deep in the conversation. But I love that. Tally, I love because that. Does oh, so you you like that. Does a pickup yeah. line even work or is it like one of those things now where people are so cued into it that they know if it's a line and they, they'll just completely disregard? That's what I was weird. That's why for me, when you ask me what's the best or worst pickup line, I don't really like the pickup line thing. I'm kind of just like, just be you and go have conversation with someone. If you, if you like, I love when guys compliment my style because I put so much thought into it that yeah. if someone comes up to me and they're like, I love your outfit. I think it looks great on you. I'm like, oh my God, thank you. You know, it's like, so I think a compliment goes a long way. I think that's the best pickup line. Yeah. Them all. To start that. Yeah. My buddy yeah. here, I won't, maybe I'll name him Delon. He, um, sorry, Delon. He, uh, he, he's the best at this. Like I've spent, I've legit spent like an afternoon with him in mm. approaches girls. Like I've never seen it. He has he's so much, so much confident. He doesn't care, but he also approached dudes. Like he doesn't care. Like somebody who's nice, who's nicely styled. Like, oh man, I love that outfit. I don't know. He'll say, I love your hair, bro. It's a really cool. And instantly yeah. I've never, never, ever, ever seen him getting like a bad, um, reaction no from why, why would you i mean like everybody wants to feel good about themselves that's how i break the ice with celebrities that, that i interview mm. who i've never talked to before i always like find that one thing to, to compliment to make them feel good about themselves yeah that's fair you can't go wrong there um is so there any, any what can you can you think of and what is like the main issue like dating issue that like one of your clients was like oh man i'm really struggling with dating because yeah which is the mm. I come to you in the first you know, place for help. Or like, is there something that you feel that in today's dating world makes it difficult for people to connect or? It's a tricky question. Yeah. So it's kind of, that's, it's a good question, but it, it has like a part one, part two. So my clients all have different reasons why they're single. Some of them are single because they have this, you know, they're CEO of a fortune 500 company. They don't want to be seen on dating apps. They really want that elite you know, exclusive service because they want to have someone vet on their behalf because like they have this big job and they're constantly in press, you know, doing press work. And so there's that aspect of it. That's why they're single because, you know, they have time is so limited for them. They don't have time to be on dating apps or whatever. Everyone has their own reasons, but I do think through my experience that one of the biggest reasons why people I think struggled with this day and age is because Instagram has changed um, expectations on physical yeah. appearance. Yeah. And I think that people have unrealistic expectations of what a woman's body looks like. And some, and I, I do think some women too, sometimes are like, well, if he doesn't have, you know, shizzled abs, I'm not going to date with him. And I'm like, you're so ridiculous. Like, please, yeah. there's so you. much more to a person than if they have a four pack or a six pack or a two pack, you know, or a dad bod, you know, it's mm. or a okay. So, yeah. right. So I do think that with social media, it hasn't, it's made it worse, but I think people have just gotten too picky on physical attraction and they really li limit themselves from falling in love. And the dating apps have made it worse. I feel like, because you were talking about, you know, I wouldn't want a CEO of a fortune 500 company. You know, sometimes they don't want to be on these apps. Well, now there is a place for that because, you know, there are apps that, that make a pot. Like I've seen celebrities on Raya. I've seen, oh, yeah. I've seen CEOs on, on Raya. Mm -hmm. but, and also feel like, you know, if you're a CEO or a fortune 500 company and you're going through you, I feel like these guys are probably so scared of just having, being with a woman that are with them for their money. hundred percent. I'm just going to validate yeah. that all day long. <laughs> that's, huh? that's, I'm going to validate that, that that's accurate. Yeah. And that's why, they love my network. They see yeah. people. Yeah. It's quality. Yeah. Yeah. Th Cause that, that yeah. could be obviously, especially and in how LA. Do you, how do you know, um, as a matchmaker, you know, the, the, the matches that you bring on for your clients, how do you know if they're there for love or if they're there for the status and the money? I never tell them what my clients do work-wise. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Never. I just make sure that it, it's a good match, but I don't tell them like, by the way, he has a private jet and you're going to be able to do all these amazing vacations. Like what? No, that's all yeah. the things that 
after time and, you know, once you really get to know the person, then you peel the layers of the onion, you realize, okay, wait, what is this guy, you know? So I never disclose that kind of stuff. And, when, um, and again, this is an intuition thing. Like I tap right into that stuff. I can yeah. sniff out a gold digger from 10 miles away. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> because you know how? Because there are no gold to be digging. There's no gold to dig for. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, do you ever get, um, do they invite you if they get married? Are you? Are you they like, do. Every oh, right? yeah. You go to yeah. a lot of weddings, 10 weddings, hopefully a year. Uh, this year, like I said, I have three and I have one on Friday. So that'll be interesting. Um, what What is your success rate? I've never not successfully matched someone so far. Okay. And that's a successfully match is mean like they're in a committed relationship or they've been dating for mm -hmm. over six months or they're married. What is considered a somewhat of a success in a sense of what, or when they say, Hey, you know what? I met somebody. I'm good for now. Talia. Thank you. I consider success when we've reached the expiration date of your membership and you've okay. found someone, whether you're, you know, married or engaged, or you're just in a serious monogamous relationship with someone that you wouldn't have met if it wasn't for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, got mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Even if they're just act, they just met like three weeks before the membership expired, but he's like, you know, I really, I really want to get to know her. That's still success because technically yeah. that's somebody that could be a potential match. Can, can a client mm -hmm. renew his membership or every year you change? I wouldn't know because it's never happened before. It's always um, Oh, but if someone needed, like if we couldn't, if for whatever reason I couldn't get it done, I'm sure like if they wanted to do it, like if they're like, Tally, oh my God, I've met the most incredible women through your network and we just haven't found that right person. And I'm willing to spend the same amount of money and do this again for another year. I mean, I'm not going to turn them down, but it just, it hasn't happened yet. So. Do they pay, they pay up front for the year? They do. Nice. Okay. Okay. It's just like, it's just like any country club membership. You yeah. pay up front right. and then you get all the bells and whistles. You get the pool, you get all the access. Same thing. <laughs> all right. We'll have like two more quick questions because we're running a little over. So we don't want to use all your time. Uh, but sure. one are of the questions, questions from the audience or are these questions? Oh, the question from the audience. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Okay. I have one quick one then. Okay, you do. So I'm sure you always get com uh, compared to the movie Hitch and you mm -hmm. know, Smith is there and he's hiding behind and he's like, this is what you should do. Is that, that's not how it happens, right? Or, or are you actually like going out with the person, one of your client, and then, you know, coaching them on how to approach people? Is that something that you actually do? Or is it mostly over the phone? Is it over text? Are you in constant control, like talking to them over text like every day or? So it depends on the client. It depends on how much support they need. But I never go in person with them. But what I do is after they go on a date, we'll have like a pep talk about how it went and I'll give him feedback. And also I get feedback from the female. So if she tells me, you know, he talked about work for like 20 minutes straight and I thought he was so great minus that I'm going to tell him like, Hey, next time be self-aware of when and read your audience. You know, if you see her doing this, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, just nodding her head all the time, but not engaging with you switch topics. I mean, she's not interested in that topic, you know, so I do coach and I think, and the coaching is so important because let me tell you how many times people forget to do the microphone toss. The microphone toss is when you share something and then like, like, let's just say I'm on a date and I go, Oh, like some guy goes, tell you how many, do you have any siblings? And I'm like, yeah, actually I have a sister. She lives in Chicago. La, 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 and I start talking, oh. catch yourself and cut yourself off after like one or two minutes and then pass the microphone back and say, wait, what about you? Do you have any siblings? Yeah. Like get okay. to know the person conversation. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. That is, Fair. that is the, to me, like one of the biggest turnoffs is if someone talks way about too themselves. much about themselves, oh my God, yeah. like you already know uh, about yourself. Yeah. You already know this. Like you enjoy, you wouldn't you want to enjoy listening to about somebody else's story? Yeah. No, of yeah. course. No, mm -hmm. absolutely. Okay. So let's right. do, you want to do one question from the audience? No, we'll do quick questions. Don't, don't spend too much time on it. Just we'll see. And if you yeah. feel like you can't answer that. Uh, Anthony H. This is a lengthier question. Okay. So, all right. Ooh. I went on a first date with a divorced mom of a four-year-old. Uh, we had an amazing time, but we haven't seen each other in weeks, obviously, because of her schedule and her being a mom. I know I have to be patient, but do I put the ball in her courts and have her ask me out when she's available, or is this going to be too challenging? 
know, be play the masculine role and ask her out again. Is there a point where he stops? Because at some point, when you, as a guy, when you keep asking Al, you feel like an idiot if it's constantly like, oh, no, sorry, I can't have it's football like, practice. It's like, yeah. And it's like, okay, okay, how about Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday, I'm busy. Unfortunately, I have my kids. Okay. Great question. If the person says, oh, actually, I'm busy on Wednesday, wait but, to see uh, the but. Like, I'm busy on Wednesday, but Thursday and Friday is wide open. Let me know what day works best for you. If she's not giving you any opening of her schedule or what it looks like, she's not interested. And she's just trying to be nice and not, you know. Okay. I'm not going to ask that question. Which um, one? Which one was it? <laughs> how to approach a pregnant chick. I mean, oh, that's, that's no, weird. we're not going to ask that. <laughs> I, I feel like I would just go up like, so is it a boy or girl? That's a weird. That's, <laughs> 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 Clearly, she's already committed or you kind of hope for her sake and for the baby's sake. I, mean, I think there's fetishes. In a, I think in a some situation. guys Yeah, there are some guys. Yes, yes. There are some fetishes out there. Um, right. Friend zone tips. Oh, so like how to get out of the friend zone? How to zone? get out of it. Yeah, or how to not get in it. I know. Mm. I know. That's tough. I mean, here's the thing. You need to set the intention. If you are a guy and you want to be more than friends with a female, do not play the card, the friend card for very long. Because once we put you in that zone, it's really hard to take you out and look at you sexually, right? So my advice to you is be intentional and have confidence in yourself. If you want her more than a friend, go for it. Just go for it. Worst case scenario. Make out with her at the movies? Like how how do you go for it? No, just just simply ask her. Just just literally say, like after you've gotten to know her, just say, hey, do you see me? Do you see me anything outside of just a friendship? Like, do you see me in a romantic way? Uh And just, and if like, I've had guys, had very close guy friends ask me that and I do find them very attractive. So I was like, actually like, I, I mean, I could maybe, why, why do you ask, you know? Yeah. And then I just kind of play coy and then they're like, well, I'd love to take you on a date sometime. And then I'm like, yeah, I'd love that. It's that simple. It has to happen early, right? Early. Yeah. But what happened? Those stories where you keep hearing is like, Oh my God, found the love of my life. He was in front of me all this time. He was my best friend. I mean, there's, listen, I'm, I, yeah, yeah. it has happened. It has happened where the feelings can turn, but it has to be mutual and the timing has to be pretty perfect. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I mean, that's, that's awesome. Those are all the audience questions. Um, yeah. I mean, okay. Now tell, tell us where do we find you? Also is we met your actual name? Yeah. Talia. We met and the name of the company is we met through Talia. That is, that is awesome. so perfect. So yeah, tell us where we can find you. Um, anything that you want the audience to know, you know? Yeah. So the best place to find me is Instagram. Just it's my, it's at T H A L I A O U I M A T. And just slide in the DMS. If you're interested in matchmaking or if you just want a dating coach, I have 13 co I have 13 clients that I strictly coach across the mm-hmm. United States. It's different. So. membership. You are so busy. I do have a couple of friends. I'm going to refer to you. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. Didn't you have one guy who was interested in? Uh... I had one guy that doesn't know about her, but my intuition was telling me that oh. they could be a fit. I mean, of course I'd have to like interview and figure out like what's your religious views, your political views and like a little other couple things that are important. Um, like, you know, smoker, non-smoker, all these things. But I, you definitely have the look of someone that I currently have as a client. Is he like pregnant? Is he like pregnant ladies? Oh, they, maybe that's the guy. In a month? Maybe that's him because he asked how to approach a pregnant woman. Maybe that's the guy. Who I don't think she knows that I'm pregnant. <laughs> oh my gosh. I had no idea you're pregnant. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, congratulations. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. So I am, I am off the market, obviously. Um, but I'm definitely going to send my friends over to you because I have a couple of single girlfriends who are beautiful and, and obviously I'm, I'm biased because I'm friends with them, but yes, we can find you on the gram. Yes. Yeah. Just send me a DM. All right. I'll do that. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Thank you very much for having me. Fantastic episode, I think. And, um, and yeah, we'll stay in touch. Sounds good. Wow. I think that I thought that was 
listen, all my questions about matchmaking have officially been answered. I thought that was fascinating. Um, there, you know, outside of the whole matchmaking process, just the idea of like the rules of attraction, right? Yeah. No, it was it was. Um, Remember that the five the five look rule. The five five three second look. Yeah. Yeah. It's a three second rule, but you got to do it five times for it to for it to click. Click. Yeah, I know. We I honestly we learned so much, and it was super fun. Yeah. Um, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> this is the most American you sound to me when you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know we did. Yep. And next week we'll be talking about... What do you say? Oh, getting back with your ex. Getting back with your, your ex. ex. Benefer mm -hmm. 2.0 style because they're in the headlines. 20 years later, they've rekindled their romance. Um, <sighs> so the question is, have we ever done anything similar? Have you ever done anything similar? And has it worked out for you? Do we think it works? And as always, uh, DM us your questions. Yep. Any questions that you have, we're going to be doing questions from the audience after every after episode. After each episode, yeah, 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 of course. Um, that's it. You guys have a great week. Bye. Ahura Media Production.